Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88, Dean Radio, and Secret Weapon, Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Chris Kostich. Beside me, CJ Medeiros, and special guest, longtime listener, Aaron Wise. Uh, Aaron, just give yourself a little introduction to start for the uh, listeners that aren't aware of who you are. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm Aaron Wise, and uh, I'm from Illinois, and uh, I, love, I love football. Easy enough. I love it. So we got a lot planned for you tonight. 49ers and Eagles both picking up their first loss of the season. The 72 Dolphins will continue to hold on to that record. Beat The Bengals beating the Seahawks. Are they back? Hmm. And then five teams, still 5-1. and one, Eagles, 49ers, Chiefs, Dolphins, and Lions. Who's the team to beat from those five? as well as trivia and the top three and bottom three for this week. And, of course, the Fumble Ruski fan box. So let's get started. Our week six upsets. Browns over 49ers, Jets over Eagles. And both teams were in quite the slugfest. 49ers, I felt, was a worse loss, especially since you got Debo and McCaffrey both going down. And you face a Browns team that was playing with a backup quarterback as well. Um, so not really a great loss, but early on in the season. Um, so I'll leave it to you two. CJ, you want to start us up? Yeah, sure. I'll start. So we're looking at week six. Let's quickly jump into the Browns and 49ers. Aaron, you're a resident Jets fan, so I figured I'd let you cover your team. Mm-hmm. So, Browns and Niners. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're in San Francisco. Brock Purdy's really coming into his own. You've got George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, a good defense. And the Browns are literally down to Sean Watson starting, who, P.J. Walker, right? P.J. Walker, 18 for 34, 192 yards. Didn't even have that great of game. He had no touchdowns and two yeah. picks. Yeah. So he gifted you two turnovers and you lost. What was it? Like 19 to 17, I believe. 19 to 17. Yeah. Um, yeah like, well, what? They only get like one touchdown then? Mathematically? Um, two and get the two. It was. Well, he had McCaffrey's touchdown. No, I'm talking Kareem about for a, the Browns. Kareem Hunt had oh. a touchdown and then one, two, three, four four field goals from yeah um, a touchdown and four field goals you lost to a team that got into the end zone once and look maybe i'm going too hard on the niners what i should be doing is praising the browns because after last week there was no longer any doubt in my mind that the browns have the best defense in the league i mean statistically maybe they don't have like the best name value outside of miles garrett and denzel ward but, oh, my God, this unit can just put the clamps on anyone, or so it seems. And when I look at this game, I'm a little concerned for the Niners. Now, one, let's face it, right here, the mental aspect of the game is extremely important. And you will see that once winning streaks get snapped – then the magic kind of dies. Now, Brock Purdy's whole shtick was that he was undefeated. So now that he's lost a game, 
Will he – this has happened to the Patriots. You know, Chris and I are Patriots fans. This has happened to us before where we'll go on a win streak, it gets snapped, and then they get demoralized because there's no mental toughness. And they just start – and then they just get down on themselves and they just – it's almost like they stop trying. So the Niners need to circumvent that. And now the mental aspect would be bad enough. But it's like they were beaten and then they got a swift kick in the nuts while they were down – by losing Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Now call me crazy, but I think it's a good thing for the Niners. Because now you've lost arguably the best running back in the league and arguably a top 10 receiver. Now you still have Kittle, you still have Ayuk, but I want to see Purdy face a little bit of adversity, you know? Let's see if he can really will his team to some wins without all the weapons in the world. I mean, granted, he's still in a good situation, but it's good for him to face adversity. That's like the real silver lining. And if he can win without weapons, that's fine. But if he starts struggling, there might be, there might have some questions. Then he has like Trey Lance any better. Yeah, and looking at their schedule going forward, the next three games: Vikings, Bengals, Jaguars, Bucks, and Seahawks. I think they're all winnable games, but definitely could see them. Definitely could see them losing one or two, potentially. Um, I don't know, though. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Are the 49ers in trouble, especially with the recent or the upcoming schedule that I just laid out? So, okay, so my person, so like my personal opinion about the whole 49ers, though, this is my opinion about Brock Purdy. I honestly don't think Brock Purdy is that good. I think he's like a system quarterback, though, because if you've seen the past, they put guys like Jimmy G. CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins, and, and they all look fine in the system. So, like, and then, and then, and then uh, I think it was what? Today's Monday, right? No, two days ago. Anyway, Sunday. I forgot my days. Okay. So, Sunday, as soon as Debo and Christian McCaffrey look, went down, then that's when we actually got to see if if Brock Purdy actually could will him to victory. Because, like, he's never, like, like Brock Purdy, his whole career so far until Sunday, he's never had to play from behind. So as soon as as soon as we got to see that he started he started the fold which he he did but at the end of the game though the field goal kicker just straight up missed the field goal but the whole game he didn't really look that good like that was his first actual bad game so yeah if I don't know I think the players will be fine because the the players are well coached and everything which I think I think that will cover Brock Purdy and everything else so I think the players will be just be fine I'm not really that concerned about it. Because if Brock Tempuri does go down, they got Sam Darnold. I think he's gonna look fine if he plays. But that's just that's just like that's my take on the 49ers. Yeah, and I think I can agree with that. I was actually just about to touch upon, you know, you got a really good coaching staff. You got a lot of experience too. Fred Warner, George Kittle, CMC, obviously he's hurt, but you could still mentor from the sidelines if you were to miss time. Um, like they said that he's potentially going to miss time, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but we'll move on to the Jets and Eagles game. Uh, Jets taking the win over the Eagles. And this this is another game where it's – I'd say this loss was worse for the Eagles than the 49ers over the Browns. And it's mainly because of the schedule that they have coming up. And on top of that, too, it's – I feel like that's just one of those games they have to win, especially if your defense is supposed to be good. But Zach Wilson has been on a little bit of a tear himself. But 
looking at the schedule going forward for the Eagles, Washington next week. Then you got Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, potentially a 100% 49ers team. Then you have Dallas again, and then Seattle. And that's all within the next month and a half. Oh, dear. Yeah. So I guess I'll ask the same question for the Eagles. With this loss being in mind, could they potentially be in trouble with this really tough schedule or tough stretch of the schedule that they have coming up? Uh, Aaron, we'll start with you since you're the Jets fan. Okay, so, all right. Before I talk about the Eagles first, okay, before I talk about that, I'm going to talk about the Jets real quick, all right? And uh, I'm going to say something that only Jet fans talk about. Like, like you don't hear ESPN talk about you don't hear any. You don't hear anybody talk about it except for Jet fans because we don't really like talking about it because it's really embarrassing and other fans will use that as a weapon against us. So coming to this game, the Jets were 0-12 against the Eagles all the time. We've never beat the Eagles. And um, I just don't tell anybody about that because it's, it's embarrassing. It's not something I want to talk about. And uh, yeah, I it's just, it's just really bad. But but as a Jet fan, this has been one of the biggest wins we've had since 2015 against the Patriots back in Week 16 when Decker got that touchdown. I know Patriots fans don't like that, but I, I had to bring it up. I had to bring it up. But, I forgive you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn but, coin toss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a coin toss, but. Yeah, but other than that, too, this has been like a, a big statement win for Robert Sala's career because because later too, though, um, a lot of a lot of people had been saying that Robert Sala might have to get fired soon, so like that. But if I'm gonna be honest though, the Jets team is legit, man. It's it's legit. It's no joke. You know, even something that the Jets fan, I keep saying they're overrated just because they make stupid mistakes. That's for real. Every team makes mistakes, like make dumb mistakes. It's gonna happen. Like, like you can't be perfect every time. And the Jets, they did, they they did enough to win the game. Like elite defenses do what the Jets did yesterday. They got the turnovers in critical times of the game. And um, yeah, that and then so in the Jets, I'm gonna say one more thing about the Jets real quick before I turn about the Eagles. The the Jets really need to work on on the red zone opportunities. It's it's really bad because every time we get to the red zone, we can't score touchdowns. Like, like, we always had to be sent for field goals. And we got to stop with the screen passes because I don't know why we keep doing screen passes. They never work for us. We got to start throwing into the end zone and start taking some chances. Like, the Jets need to let Zach let it rip. They got to let him rip. You're, you're number two overall pick for a reason. The reason why we – there's a reason why the Jets draft you. They need to stop handicapping you. They just let him throw and see what happens. You got Aaron Rodgers back now. With the whole Mike set set now talking to Zach because ever since Aaron has been back with the Jets, like on the sideline, he's the the offense looked better. Odds not pretty, but better. But all right, enough with the Jets. Now I'm gonna go with the Eagles side now. Okay. In my opinion, I think it's kind of funny by the Eagles because as soon as they lose to the Jets, they now have to feel like they gotta get Julio Jones, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was kind of funny. They finally said Julio Jones as soon as they lose to the Jets. I kind of but forgot Eagles, about that, actually. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. In my opinion, though, I think the Eagles would be just be fine because they're they're a good enough team that they could beat a team like the Dolphins. Because the Dolphins, yes, they're a good team, though. But I think I think the way to beat the Dolphins is that you need to have a good defense to, to slow down Tarek and all those guys. Because it's been proven before in, in, in past, like the Denver Broncos 2013. 
against the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. The, the the Seahawks shut down Denver like right away, like right from the start. So like if you if you as long as long as long as you have a good enough defense, you can play like you can play with any team. So I think the Eagles will be fine. I I think I think they'll be the Dolphins. Even though I might sound a little biased because I'm a Jet fan, I think it'll be fine. It'll be the Commanders, the Cowboys will be a little tricky, and the Chiefs. In my opinion, this is my opinion. I don't think the Chiefs are that good. I, I really don't think I, I I really don't think they're that good. I think they're overrated. Yeah. I know they're five and one, but yeah, I think that I think the Eagles will definitely do good against more suspect defenses like washington and kansas city my only concern yeah. is can hurts keep those turnovers down he's got seven touchdowns and seven interceptions right now three yeah. this past week and we're, you know one of the main criticisms was especially last year was the strength of schedule for the eagles and how that was kind of a knocking point for their success last year and here we are the eagles just took a i want to say a bad loss but i I said this a couple minutes ago, but it I feel like it could potentially be a bad loss for the for the stretch that they have coming up. I oh. mean, yeah, Washington's definitely winnable, or Washington's definitely going to be a win. But looking at what happened last game, it could definitely be close again. Um, CJ, uh, what do you think? You know, yeah, I, I I did hear the strength of schedule argument last year. And it is something that I'm aware of. And Lord knows as Patriots fans, every time they did, everyone would start going, ah, ah, strength of schedule. Personally, I do not believe in the strength of schedule system. I don't. It's based on last year. And last year, if you had a good team that was hurt, that kind of throws everything out of whack. That being said, I mean, look at who Philly has been playing. You know, so we all know the uh, Philadelphia Eagles there and their schedule. Hold on, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. I have it right here, actually. So, oh, 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 never mind. Can I? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you can go. So you beat New England by a score, a New England team that's playing horrifically, by the way. You eke out a win over the Vikings. They have a horrific defense. You beat the Baker Mayfield-led Buccaneers. You win in overtime against the Commanders led by Sam Howell. You beat the Rams, and now you lost to the Jets. See, here's I, the thing. I'll CJ, sorry to, sorry to cut you off real quick, but I do want to say, like, Minnesota, even though that score was a one-score game, they had that game pretty much handled. Same thing with Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I do yeah. want to say that, but I do see your point because yeah, okay, Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts in that game didn't have he went the first two weeks going sub two hundred passing yards. Um, that game against Tampa he had two picks. Okay, and you let the Buccaneers get two picks off you? That's not an excuse. If anything, that's even more damning. Yeah. So my no, point that's is what I look at who you're beating and look at who you're beating them by. And now you've got Miami, who has the best offense in the league. You've got the commanders again, who took you to overtime. This time it's going to be in Washington. You have the Cowboys that are breathing down your neck. Then you've got you have the Kansas City refs, I mean Chiefs, excuse me. And then you've got <laughs> Buffalo, and then a probably healthy 49ers, as you mentioned. And then Dallas again. 
Now, as oh. I mentioned for the Niners, the name of the game for this Philly team is mental toughness. No more, no less. If you can shake this off, you'll be fine. But the worst thing you can do when a win streak gets snapped is have an uh-oh moment. Like, uh-oh, we're not good. We read all our own press clippings, and now we suck. I'm just going to put my head in the sand. You just have to let it roll off your back. If you dwell on it, the rest of the season is going to be like hell. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I got something to say about the Eagles real quick. I think I think this Eagles loss to the Jets is a humbling loss. I think it's humbling. So like they actually really to think about what they did wrong. Because let's be real. I'm gonna be straight honest here, okay? Uh like like there's really good both sides with the Jets and Eagles. This Eagle game is not if I'm being honest, really should never been that close. I'm gonna be honest. Like the Eagles had so many chances to put us away. If yeah, all, all they needed was like a good few possessions. The Jets on their side, I can see the way same way with them. If they would have took advantage of Reds opportunities, this game easy could have been a blowout. It really shouldn't have been that tight, what like right in like the last two minutes of the game. So yeah, that's basically what I what what, what I think about the whole Eagles thing too. So yeah, um, last thing I'll say is I could definitely see the Eagles potentially losing two games. Obviously, must watch for against the Dolphins uh, coming up for this week. But we'll move on. Oh. When we come back, we'll talk about the Bengals and their slugfest against the Seahawks here on the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski Podcast. Chris Kostich, CJ Medeiros, and our special guest, Aaron Wise. Our next topic, the Bengals winning over the Seahawks 17-13. to 13. Um, I mean, this was – I felt like this would have been a higher scoring game, but you kind of still saw the struggles of the Bengals a little bit. Uh, Burrow, 24 for 35, 185 passing yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Geno Smith, even though he had a good day passing, or at least passing yards wise, threw two picks, no interceptions. Um, but the real story is the Bengals here. Are they back? That's going to be the simple question. CJ, we'll start with you. <sighs> Are the Bengals back? That's certainly a question, one of the questions. But I'm – I, I don't know. I mean, you're not too straight. I believe they're three and three, two and three. Three and three. Three and three. Yeah, they're three and three. But that's not going to cut it. You are last in your division. And I just, I'm not going to say they're back, but they're definitely going to make a play for the division because the Browns, if their defense is a bad day, it's wraps. Pittsburgh is ready to implode. A Matt Canada-led offense can't succeed. And the Ravens are good but not great. 
So you have a shot, but I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not afraid of Cincy. I'm not. And a lot of it is Joe Burrow. And here's the deal. He's playing hurt. That's what it is. Even to this day, no ifs, ands, or buts, that preseason injury is far worse than what the Bengals organization led on. He was, and once again, he was, and he still is playing hurt. You know, he took a game off. Did he not? Right? Did he, didn't he? Like, no. Oh, he hasn't taken a game no. off. No, I, 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 wait, I thought, You're oh, or was he just questionable for one? You're thinking of preseason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's the Rams game. He, he was questioned for the Rams game. But oh, he ended I thought up he playing. was going to say that the Rams game. Okay, never mind. I stand corrected. But, yeah, and even still, once again, look who they're playing. You got – you lost by three scores to the Browns. You barely lost to the Ravens. I mean, you were in that game. You lost a – I mean, you won a slugfest against the Rams. You got pimp-smacked by the Titans. You needed a rally to beat the Cardinals, and you barely beat the Seahawks. Once again, there's just – Burrow's playing hurt. And I have something to say that no Bengals fan is going to like. Take a look at your next two games. You got the Niners that are going to be a little hampered on offense and the Bills. If you go 0-2 in these next two games, which will put you at 3-5, and punt the season. It's over. Shut down Joe Burrow because you're not going to get anything from him, especially if he's hurt. You know what I mean? Shut him down, punt the season, rebuild for next year. Because, like, and it's just, I don't agree with them forcing him to be out there. Because, look, I know they're like, oh, but our Super Bowl window. Yeah, but your window is going to get a lot smaller, a lot faster if you keep gambling with his health. Or unless he turns it around, which I sincerely hope he does. But thus far, he hasn't shown me that he can. And so are the Bengals back? I'm inclined to say no. Because, once again, you're winning, but I don't see convincing wins. There's an old saying, a win is a win is a win, and I disagree with that. I mean, you're winning, but you're having the kinds of wins where you're creating more questions than you're answering. So, at the end of the day, no, they're not back. And if you go 0-2 these next two games, shut Burrow down, punt the season. It's not I'd fun, say, but it's necessary. I'd say never mind the next two games. You in this next four game stretch, they could easily lose all four. The Texans are, they play the Texans after the bills and the Texans could very easily surprise them. I feel like. And then after that, you got the Ravens and then the Steelers back-to-back division rivalry game. Then the Jaguars after the Steelers, man, you, you never know. They could, I wouldn't say that they would lose all of these in a row, but they potentially could. Um, it's more likely than them winning four games in a row. I'll put it yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially with the way that they played. Um, just looking at their recent yardage, they didn't even crack two – they barely cracked 200, and they kind of let the Seahawks move the ball all over them all day too. Um, and they lost a time of possession battle pretty badly. Um, Aaron, I guess – are, are the Bengals back? I feel like I, I, I'm starting to lean that they aren't back, but I don't know if All right, so different opinions. So this is my opinion, okay? So the Seahawks-Bengals game, I'm going to be honest with you, 
the Seahawks gave the Bengals the win. I'm gonna be honest. Like Geno Smith, if you didn't throw those two picks, like, I think I think you threw one in end zone. The other one, I'm not really quite sure. But yeah, I, if I'm being honest with the Seahawks, easy should have blew blew out the Bengals by like at least ten points. Like the Bengals didn't really have much to be in. But if I'm gonna be honest with the Bengals, I thought I thought the Bengals were back when they beat the Rams. But obviously, I was kind of delusional at the time because the reason why I say that is because last year. They started out 0-2, and then week three, then they blew out the Jets, okay? And then all of a sudden, the Bengals went on a run. But this year is obviously not last year, and the Bengals look very, very different. Like, this Bengals team, just by looking at their schedule right now, they look they look like a very hot and cold team, which makes sense based on the record because they're 3-3. Three and three. Like, they won three games, they lost three games. And when they're really cold, they don't really produce. Like, they got, like, three points the first game. Prior, that's easy, bro's worst game I've ever seen in my life. Of him playing, yeah, like I think he had like 86 yards passing that game. It was bad. Let me see. Yeah, no, 82 yards. That's that's worse. 82 yards passing. That's really bad against Cleveland. And I just I don't know. I guess because I'll be honest with you, the 49ers next week are going to be wait are going to be very motivated because after losing to the Browns was a wake up call that. That they can't take any team lightly, despite who's playing at quarterback. Because PJ Walker, if I'm be honest, he's not a good quarterback, man. Because like PJ Walker was was begging the 49ers to win the game with with those with those uh, crazy bad passes that he was throwing all game, especially in the fourth quarter when you needed to be clutch at those times, which PJ Walker really wasn't because the the refs were basically were giving him calls. But anyways. Yeah, you got San Francisco, which they're probably going to lose that game. They actually might get blown out. It won't surprise me. And then Buffalo, if I'm going to be honest, though, the Bills are a pretty streaky team this year. Josh Allen hasn't really looked like Josh Allen. He looks very up and down. And then you got the Texas, man. I'm not going to lie. Before the season started, I I, I thought that Texas would be absolute trash. Okay, And I thought C.J. Stroud was going to be the next Ohio State bust because there hasn't been – any Ohio State quarterbacks in NFL history that has actually had succeeded in the NFL, which I think C.D. Stroud might be the first one. C.D. Stroud honestly looked pretty good. I'm sure he 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 looks way like he he does he doesn't look like a rookie. He looks like he's been in the league for five years at least. Like I'm surprised what I'm seeing from C.D. Stroud. But yeah, the Bengals easily could lose the next three games. But do I see that happening? Probably not because the Bengals are a good enough team to be a good team still, in my opinion. But yeah, and another thing with the Bengals though, their Super Bowl window is starting to starting to get closed, man. Because they're going to have to pay guys like Jamar Chase, which they're probably not going to afford him, and T. Higgins. There's the rumor about Higgins might want to get traded too. So if, if they're going to try to make a run at the Super Bowl, this is probably the last chance, man. Because I think after that, it, it's wraps. Yeah, and, and another thing, real quick, regarding the Bengals schedule, I feel. Like you said, they could easily lose three games, but they could. De- I mean, they should be a good enough team to win maybe one or one or two of these games, especially the Bills, because the Bills' offense is struggling right now, um, and they're pretty beat up on defense as well. But we'll move on when we come back. We'll talk about the five teams that are five and one, and who the team to beat is. Edelman broken 
Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski Podcast. Chris Kostich, CJ Medeiros, and our special guest, Aaron Wise. It's our next topic. Five teams with a 5-1 and one record this year. Eagles, 49ers, Chiefs, Dolphins, and Lions. Who's the team to be? And question that's not on the screen right now is who's the potential fraud here? Aaron, we'll start with you. Okay, so, all right. The team to be, if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be honest with you, this season, before the season started, right, everybody was saying that the AFC was going to be so loaded with all these quarterbacks, and you got Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and all these good quarterbacks, like Trevor Lawrence, all in my opinion, I don't think anybody, I don't think any team is really a team to beat. Like, I believe, I, I believe, I believe, like, it's a, any given Sunday. Like, if you have a really good day, you have a chance to beat them. But who, who's a potential fraud? I'm going to say Detroit because they haven't done anything in decades and years. And you never know what can happen because, like, Jared Goff, he has shown – he he kind of is a fraud, especially in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Like he didn't do anything. He, he didn't do nothing against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But I I, I think the Dolphins. No, I don't want to say Dolphins. I meant Detroit. I don't think the Lions are really much of a, a team. But anyways, I'm gonna let you guys say what you guys. Are you are you clicking that mouse really violently, or is that CJ? That, that, that that's, that's not me. Sorry. That's not me. Uh, Sorry, I, yeah, I, yeah. I I forgive you. I forgive you. I mean, I forgive you, me. Whatever. I, are you mad? Are you mad about? Are you mad about a five and one team here? No, 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 no. That's just. Hold on. I'm just gonna look. Hold on. I'm just clicking normally. That's just how it sounds. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I'll try to do better. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just busting your balls, but I know. I, I, <laughs> CJ, what are your opinions? You, uh, who's the team to beat, and who is the potential fraud? The team to beat, I think, is Miami. There's only one word to describe that team, speed. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, he's hurt, but he'll be back. Davon A-Chain, Raheem Moster. Like, you can't stop all of them. If one of them's having an off game, another one's going to be torching you. You can't afford to double team everyone. You know, you can't, like, I, that, that's basically it. You just, you can't afford to divert all your attention to stopping one. The only thing that can derail this team is injuries. And I hope I just didn't jinx them, but the only way they lose is if Tua's brain gets scrambled again, which you never know. But uh, when it comes to frauds, I I don't think there's going to be too many of those because I... I, uh, I think they're all, uh, well, for lack of a better term, I think they're all good, obviously. But this is where Aaron and I differ. I might have to go to Kansas City on this. They, Outside of Travis Kelsey, they do not have a single weapon on offense for Mahomes that scares me. And what, Kelsey, you don't like Sky Moore? No, I do not. <laughs> I, I like him about as much as I like doing a four-page essay that I'm only given a week for. That 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 was based on real life, but it's all right. We made it. So, uh, so Kelsey, as we know, is banged up, right? Anybody did play, and he played well. But here's the here's the scary thing: if Travis Kelsey misses any time, 
That Chiefs team is cooked. The defense does not scare me. And like I said, they're and Adam and I have said this umpteen times. Chiefs defense outside of Kel- I mean the Chiefs offense and just team once Kelsey goes down is gonna get a lot uh less scary. And let's face it, I, I don't wanna pile on the bandwagon here, but they got bailed out by some questionable calls. Most notably against the Jets. And look, Aaron, I'm a passer. I'm not any credit, but I'm watching this game and, and watching the Chiefs say, hey, uh, refs, uh, Taylor Swift is in the building. Now, of course, that uh, can, can we win? You know, that, that's a thing in and of itself. But I, I don't know. Once again, just there's like – they're just getting a lot of calls to go their way. Like even against the Vikings, that was poorly officiated. And uh, you could even make a case oh, that, oh, that yeah. Vikings it was, game was worse, was way worse of officiating because you had a ref yeah. tell what's his face to put his helmet back on and he didn't even throw a flag <laughs> exactly. on. And they and they picked up the PI flag. They did, yeah. They so they picked up the flag and they told him that. And and look, look at some of these games. You know, you lose by one of the Lions. You beat the Jaguars in a defensive slugfest. You. You destroy the Bears, but they're the Bears. You get bailed out against the Jets and the Vikings, and you don't even put up 20 against Denver. That reeks of fraudulence. And I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on, but if Taylor Swift is not in the building, the refs and the NFL will be doing them no favors because, because, you know, you got to keep the new untapped fan base happy. Until she breaks up with Kelsey next week, but that's neither here nor there. That'd be yeah. that'd be that'd be nice. I'd like that a lot oh. just to get Taylor Swift out of here. But Amen. Um, I would say that I don't really have a who's the team to be. I think the 49ers could very well still be the team to be um, when healthy. Uh, Dolphins are certainly up there. Lions, Lions, I think are there and not there yet. I think they'll make a deep run, but I don't think they're the team to beat, especially in their own conference. Eagles and Chiefs would be the two teams I would say are potential frauds. CJ, you and me were saying this last year uh, when we were talking about um, – or last last year preseason when we were talking about the NFC East, and we said that the Eagles' performance last season is going to be solely dependent on how Jalen Hurts plays. No ifs, ands, buts about it. And Jalen Hurts played great last year. And that was a huge reason why they ended up making it to the Super Bowl. Now here we are this year. Jalen Hurts has not had the greatest start to the season by any means. He had th- especially with him having three interceptions last week. He has as many interceptions as he does t- touchdowns at the moment. And a lot of time he seem- seemed lackluster, but I think a lot of it too is there's a lot of games where they – the Eagles have a huge emphasis on the run game, so that kind of also diminishes the stats a little bit. So I, I'll give them that in that regard. But in the sense of playing in general, you can't be throwing three turnovers in a game and expect to win. And that's also his second multi-interception game through the first six weeks of the season. But I I guess I'll leave it at that. We'll take a quick oh. break. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I
Chiefs and Dolphins, I'm gonna say a little bit. All right. The the reason why the reason why I said the Lions are kind of frauds, that's maybe because they haven't done anything in years. But it's like if I'm being honest. The Chiefs, though, I, I do agree. I think they are frauds. Honestly, they should have never beaten the Jets. I'm gonna be honest. I don't want to get into that again because I was hot the for the first 24 hours that the game was over. All right. And I actually got sick. I got sick. The whole I actually was physic was physically ill. All right. I don't want to get into that. But the Dolphins, though, I'm be straight honest, okay? This is just me, okay? So I watched this video on YouTube, okay? I think it was – I can't remember what YouTube. I think it was KTO. I don't remember the YouTube channel was. I forgot. But they basically went in depth with – so apparently the Dolphins, they have the most total yards by any team in NFL history. They passed, like, they passed, like, the Patriots. So all the teams that they listed, it was the 2011 Patriots, 2000 Rams, the 1998 49ers, 2020 Cowboys and the uh, what's the other team? Tar, those, 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 oh, yeah, the 2013 Denver Broncos. Okay, all those teams they didn't win the Super Bowl. So, in my opinion, if you have a elite defense, you can stop this team. <laughs> I really believe it. I really believe it. I know it sounds like I know it sounds crazy, but if you have an elite defense, you can figure it out. I could definitely agree with that. I yeah. Any sort of good defense can definitely beat this Chiefs team. Um, but oh, the, the, the we'll, Dolphins team. Oh, Dolph. That's why I meant. Yeah, Dolph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I I was still thinking about the Chiefs for a second there. But um, yeah. we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have trivia and our top three, bottom three for Week Six. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Chris Costich, CJ Medeiros, and special guest Aaron Wise. We move on to our next subject matter trivia for this week. Top five fantasy scoring defenses through the first six weeks of the season. All based on ESPN scoring. I'll hand it over to you two fellas. You guys will each take a turn to pick and... You'll basically just see who gets the most right, basically. There's five, so whoever gets the three first wins. All right. Uh, fantasy scoring defenses, you say, hmm? Yes. So most uh, points scored. Hmm. Oh, oh from, from, from last, from this previous week? No, yeah. no. So all through the entire season, through the first six weeks. I would think oh, Cleveland would be oh. up there. Cleveland is not up here. What the Aaron, your pick. I'll be sure I was not not trying to be sound biased. I think the Jets are up there, right? Jets are number five. All right. Oh. All right. All right. Jets yep. have a total of fifty-four fantasy points this year, averaging nine per game. All right. San Francisco. San Fran is not on the list. CJ. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Buffalo? Buffalo's number two on the list. 66 fantasy points, averaging 11 per game. All right, Dallas. Dallas is number one. 78 fantasy points. They're averaging 13 per game. And, I mean, that was mostly from the Pats and the uh, Jets games. Uh, But, Aaron, you're at two. CJ, you're at one. CJ's turn. What about Detroit? Detroit is not on the list. They are in the top ten, though. All right. Philly? Philly's not on the list either. They're uh, number ten, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Now we got. Oh wait. Oh, I can't see it. CJ, your pick. Oh. Um. What about? I mean, have we considered? Uh, I feel so stupid for saying this because their defense hasn't been outright terrible. The Texans. Texans are not on the list. That's not a terrible choice. Um, I mean, they are top fifteen. They are in the better half. Regarding fantasy scoring, no, because but, like they, I remember I had them one week and they got me like quite a bit. How yeah, about they uh, place the Steelers? How, how about Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's not on the list either. Pittsburgh is uh, 12th. Oh, dang. So, so how many we got so far? We got four or three. So, you have the Jets, the Bills, and the Cowboys. So, you need number oh, yeah. three and number four. Aaron still has oh, yeah. two, CJ has one. So we said the Jets. I'm sorry, I muted myself. So we still have the Jets, the Bills, and the wait. So you said Jets, Bills, and Cowboys, huh? Yep. Ah, uh, interesting. Oh. Did we say the Saints? Saints are number four. Sixty total fantasy points, averaging ten per game. Definitely got lifted by their week against the Pats. So we're knotted up at two. Just. Just what I love. I love this. <laughs> How about Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland's not on the list. Oh wow! Uh, solid choice, though. What about Baltimore? Baltimore oh, is number three. CJ. <sighs> oh, the comeback! The bro, bro, bro! You gotta be serious, bro, 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 bro. This is what I want to say. I was gonna say I was for real. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I was gonna say Pittsburgh. Then what did I just say last time? The Browns, I think. And I was going to say Baltimore. I knew it was one of those teams. Dang, man. <laughs> the comeback. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was good. But uh, Ravens, 62 total fantasy points, 10.3 average per game. Um, we'll move on to our next topic, the top three, bottom three for week six. Um, I had a little bit of a tougher time with this one. Um, you guys probably won't agree with my top three, maybe even not the bottom three. Uh, but we'll see, I guess. Uh, top three, the Browns. Um, def- definitely worth mentioning, especially the way that they held up the 49ers offense, granted with their own injuries. Um, and P.J. Walker as backup QB, but a good win nonetheless. Jets, great win against the Eagles. Um, both teams were battling some injuries, especially the Jets. I'm pretty sure, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, they were missing uh, Sauce and – their other corner, right? Yeah, yeah. DJ Reed, and then, and then we missed Brandon Eccles or third string. So we basically yeah. were, we, we we had we had some randoms. Yeah, except for Bryce um, Hall, but yeah, 
Mm-hmm. But regardless, you guys were facing a lot of adversity. That's why you guys make it to the top three for the second week in a row. Uh, Bengals. Um, I know we were saying that they didn't have a great game in all around and they're not necessarily back, but it's still a good win against a pretty good Seahawks team. Honorable mention, the Ravens and the Cowboys. Bottom, or excuse me, before we go to the bottom three, I'll leave it to you two. Who would you, what are your thoughts? What would you guys add or take off for the list? I'd probably slide in Miami somewhere. You know, they did drop 42. I mean, granted, they started slow, but as you knew here nor there. Also, Jacksonville, especially uh, Travis Etienne running all over the place. Wait, who, who did Jacksonville? Oh, um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, play Indianapolis. Okay, so I was looking where the Jags were playing. Oh, the go. Browns and Jets. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to let you, I'm trying to let you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The, the the Browns and Jets are are good on there. They they deserve it. Uh, Cincinnati. I'm trying to. I, I think I kind of disagree with Cincinnati. Man, I feel like they just got looked into it. Man, like they just they just got they just seems just gave them the game. Like I, I I don't know. I just I don't know. I just I just don't think they deserve it, man. I, I think I don't know who who who. I'm trying to figure out who I think they should be on there. I think Detroit should be on there instead. Because they, they 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 actually beat a good defense like in in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Ravens. Sorry, I forget who the Ravens play. I gotta look this up. My bad. Play the Titans. That was the London. Oh, oh yeah. They were up like eighteen or sixteen to three at half or something like that. Yeah, the Ravens, man. They just they they okay. I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, you know what? I don't like the Ravens. I like the Texans better. I'm gonna give some Texans some respect. They they actually been playing well, you know, like like they they what's the record three and three? Yeah yeah three and three. They should be they, they really should be four and two right now. Dallas, I'll keep Dallas. Yeah, I'll keep Dallas on there. But, yeah, I was yeah, just be on Dallas at first because uh, I thought that both Chargers and the Cowboys were both trying to lose the game in my in my humble opinion. But um, moving on to the bottom three, uh, 49ers, obviously just a bad loss against the Browns. Um, and on top of the injuries that they suffered, Eagles, it, I would say any, not necessarily an even worse loss, but in terms of what I had mentioned, like schedule and whatnot. And they did have an injury to Lane Johnson, but they said that he's good to go. Uh, Broncos only put up eight points on the Chiefs. I know that they aren't good, but with how the Chiefs' defense is, what we were just saying, the Chiefs' defense has always kind of been suspect. Um, I think the Browns definitely could have put up at least two touchdowns, especially with um, how well, according to – one of our longtime listeners, Brett Schobbs, likes to say is pretty solid offense in Russell Wilson. But um, honorable mention, the Buccaneers and huh. – I'm sure I didn't have the Giants. Now, look, I'll grant you that they held the high-flying Buffalo Bills offense to 14 points. But the fact you only got nine – I gave him was... a pass because – they had Tyrod Taylor in the game. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's not. Oh, let me tell you, if they had Daniel Jones, I don't think it would have. Uh, it it would have been. It would have been the same result. 
And to be fair, I won't lie, they did kind of get diddled by the refs, but, you know, I mean, what else is new? Refs are really in mid-season form this year, but... But yeah, I guess given them the past there makes sense because for something I forgot they had Terod Taylor. <laughs> All right. So so okay, okay. Before 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 I could before I say the bottom three, what I think the Giants should have won the game. I'm gonna be honest. They should have won the game. They shouldn't came to that pass interference call. They would have had better coaching in the, the last play. They probably would have kicked the field to win the game. But anyways, anyways, as 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 I'm about to pick the bottom three teams, um, I think okay, the easiest one, the Broncos, that they're they they should be in there every week. <laughs> That's the easy one. Yeah. Um, I hate to say this, I know you guys are not gonna like this, man, but I gotta put the Patriots in there, man. Um, they they have to be yeah they have to be they've been they've been booty, man. Like they really should only six right now, but the the dang Jets can't beat them. But yeah, I think the Patriots should be in there every week until they actually could. Prove that they're a competent um, team. Um, I, I kept. I think I before you before you continue. Sorry, um, I did. Uh, I I considered the Pats, but I felt like that you know they actually kept it competitive for once this season. Yeah, yeah so true. that's that's why I left them uh, off. Yeah, and then I think the Panthers should be in there, in my opinion, because they were playing competitive. Like I think it was the first quarter when they scored fourteen or something like that, and then they the wheels fell off. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. Under that though, too. I don't know the four years Eagles though. Even though they did lose the first game, I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think they should be bottom three. I know the Eagles lost. I know it, it happens. I mean, it was a bad loss. I'm not gonna lie, because I think it it's was. just the way that both of them lost. You know, you had Brock Purdy yeah. had his worst game. Jalen Hurts had a bad game. Both yeah. offenses couldn't get anything going. Yeah, Baker. Respectfully, respectfully good defenses too. Yeah, and, and then Baker Mayfield. I I watched the game. I was trying to keep my eyes open because I was kind of falling asleep. Baker, man, he was just missing the guys wide open all game. He he was, he was just missing guys. He he could he was not accurate that that game. And Gino, he basically gave the Bengals a game basically multiple times, and which results in a loss. But on that though, too, it, it wasn't a bad list. That's all I got. All right. So moving on, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the Fumble Ruski fan box. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski Podcast. Chris Kostich, CJ Medeiros, and special guest Aaron Wise. Our Fumble Ruski Fan Box of the Week. We post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on the podcast. 
So respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. Question of the week. We were just discussing disgusting. We were just discussing this uh, earlier with the five and one teams, but who is the team to beat so far this season? Ian Mulhern. CJ, did I say that right? Uh, I think it's just Mulhern, but yeah. He's Mulhern. another, like Aaron, he's another veteran of the show. He says Detroit. Hmm. I like that. Oh, he, oh, 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 he's, he's, he said the choice of team to beat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. I yeah. I'll refer back to what I said earlier. I mean, they're definitely a great team and make a deep run, but I still think the Niners are the team to beat, which is what Owen Vanslack agrees with me with. Uh, and I'm assuming others that responded to the fan box, but Owen Vanslack says the Niners. Okay. In my opinion, yeah, in my opinion, I, I think I think it's gonna be the Eagles. The reason why is because they are the defending innocent champs, and until someone knocks them out, until then I think it's Philly. I like that theory. Um, and Chase McGinty will probably agree with you on that. He also said Eagles, um, but he Chase kind of specified it though, more away from what you were saying. Uh, Chase McGinty says Eagles. When Hertz plays good and the defense is healthy, which is kind of what I was referring to uh, earlier on the show when CJ and I were talking about Jalen Hurts before the start of last season and how the Eagles' performance is going to pretty much really depend on how he plays. Um, but Avery Jackson says Miami. And that was uh, CJ's pick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that it was. Nice. Um, yeah, once again, I, I defended my position there. That is all. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Aaron, any thoughts on some of these submissions? Okay, so Miami, I'm be sure honest, okay? I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just cocky or just biased or what. But as a Jet fan, I am not scared of Miami, man. I'm not scared. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to face Miami. And, and on Black Friday, man, I, I want to see how this defense shut them down. I, I, <laughs> I don't me. I think that I know the Dolphins are a good team. They are. They're a really good team. But every single year, they always start out super hot, and then all of a sudden, they just the wheels fall off every time. Like I know last year, two got concussed three times. That's just unfortunate. But I don't. Know, it's because because like this happened before. I can't. I think it was a uh, 2017. I can't remember. It was one of those years. 2017. Or 28 to 20 years. They had Adam Gates, but obviously it's a completely different scheme and everything. Okay, they went out 3-0, and then they fumbled. They they choked it. Last year, 3-0 and fumbled. This year, it, it really seems like it's about to change. It's for now. I, for now, it looks like it's going to change as long as nothing stupid happens. But, yeah, that's what I think about Miami. Um I don't know. It, I don't know. In, in my opinion, in my opinion too, I think I think if a legit defense plays them, I think they'll figure out because the last year too, if you th- if you think about this last year too, when San Francisco played them, they 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 beat Miami. They they beat them pretty good. So honestly, man, you just have if you have a elite defense, I think Tyree Kill is gonna slow down. I mean, he's still gonna get his catches because he's Tyree Kill. Um, I just don't think the Dolphins be as explosive as they are right now. If that makes sense. If they're playing against a good defense, like a legit defense, but if they yeah. play against a middle pack defense, they're gonna they're gonna blow you out of the water. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And I mean, I think that whatever way you put it, Miami is definitely going to be up there just from speed alone. And there's already been so many defenses that just can't keep up with speed right now. But um, regardless of that, that'll do it for us tonight. Aaron, thank you for joining us as someone that's basically met you for the first time. It's been a pleasure. um, And obviously always a pleasure if on the show in general, when, when you're with CJ and Adam or, whoever before I came along, but um, yeah, hopefully we get more time to chop it up about football on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also be sure to follow our Instagram, FumbleRuski underscore podcast. Keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the other on the NFL. I'm Chris Gostich, CJ Medeiros. Once again, special thanks to our special guest, Aaron White, for joining us. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out. <laughs>